Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live, it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hi, I'm Crystal Chappelle from Guiding Light, and you are watching the brilliant Buzzworthy Radio. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to a new edition of Buzzworthy Radio. Coming at you live right now, this Thursday, March 12, 2009, it is 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. We are going to be joined by Mr. Michael Fairman from On Air on Soaps. You can check out his website at www.michaelfairmansoaps.com. We're going to be talking to him about his soap break, which airs on the Pink Channel on the XM Satellite Radio. Also getting into a few other things, everything soap, especially about the recent advocate article that was done with him and Crystal Chappelle and Jessica Lucia. If you want to get in on the phone conversation tonight, you could dial into the show at 646-595-4228, or you can hit us up in our chat room, which is up and running right now. For those of you who already are starting to listen to the show before the chat room became available, what you're going to need to do is refresh your screen so you can get into the chat room that is up right now. I believe our guest of honor is with us at the moment. Let's bring him on, shall we? Mr. Fairman, how are you? I love being a guest of honor. You should be. I love you being a guest of honor. <laughs> how are you? You are the guest of honor. <laughs> What's going on today? How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, sir. How about yourself? I'm good. It's been... Uh, there's been so much going on with uh, the Advocate interview and uh, the new Michelle Stafford interview that I just did, and I got some really wonderful feedback from the fans. They're very passionate about a lot of the subjects that are going on in the soaps right now, which is great, and um, looking forward to hoping they'll call in and we'll take some of their calls and to talk to you. Yeah, it's, uh, my switchboard actually just, like I said, it was lighting up before I even started the show, so it's like, where are all these callers coming from? Not to mention... Now my switchboard looks completely and utterly different than before, so this is going to be fun for me. <laughs> oh, don't tell me you don't. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean it doesn't look like it did before? Well, now it now it gives me options to screen people and caller information. I'm just oh, like, cool. what the? Oh, wow. So <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to do my homework. So <laughs> this is pretty this is pretty cool, but. It's great to have you back on here for the second time. Thank and you. Uh, the first time you were here, you did not have the pleasure of being with my co-host, who is actually on the phone with us right now. So let me introduce you to my co-host, Matthew Preston. Matthew. Matthew Preston, this is Michael Fairman. Hey, what's going on, Michael? How are you? How are you? I'm doing You're awesome. Right? I'm actually really excited because it has been a while since we have talked soap. So hopefully... Um, thinking we're going to do that tonight. Yeah, and I, I'm glad to talk to you. I knew you were part of the Buzzworthy you know, team, but I, I know I think last time I was, uh, you weren't around last time when I was there. I must have been busy. I don't know what was going on. You were taking a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that. <laughs> Probably were taking that little walk there. But uh, anyway, let's get right down to it. So I first got to mention, I read the Advocate article with Crystal and Jessica, and I, I pretty much speak for everybody when I said, that was freaking amazing. I love oh, that article. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
it was it was so such a great opportunity, you know, because everybody's been talking about Italia and Crystal and Jessica and with the advocate.com because they're the really they're the source for news for the LGBT community and the angle that you take, you know, that that they want to know is, you know, how it affects the portrayal of same-sex couples and, and, and all of that. And I thought it was really wonderful that they opened up and they talked about it. And, I mean, as I think you and I have talked about this, Nivelle, that Crystal is such a phenomenal interview because mm-hmm. she is so honest and funny and forthcoming. And I think Jessica's a, a doll, and I, I think there was a lot said in there, and I'm really pleased that the fans um, are happy about the interview and that I think that we are, I, I mean, I'm, I'm knocking on wood for the soap world right now. Thank God. I mean, they're getting a lot of press in the mainstream as well. So it's good. They really got a good following for that show. As I was, as we were both, as all of us were experienced to a couple of weeks ago, uh, the quote I actually do like in the article that stood out the most to me was when Crystal, you had asked her about if there were any challenges um, playing this part than playing a part of a heterosexual relationship on the show, and she says she doesn't see it as um, labels. There's no labels on a relationship. It's not if you're a lesbian, it's not, you're not gay. It's just a person falling in love with another person. I love that that's how she said that. I do too. And I mean, you know, this was a thing, you know, it was a very, you know, it was, we, you know, you don't want to feel when you're interviewing anybody that you have to dance around certain subjects. And a lot of times as a journalist and, and with publicists in the room or the stars, you feel like times you have to, to be a little trepidatious with asking some things. But she's such, you know, she really said what it's about. I mean, she's looking at it as a piece of acting. She's, in, you know, this is, she's taking it as she would any other relationship with any heterosexual coupling she's had on the show or anybody who's a potential of interest, the journey it's taking to get to that point. And so she loves it. I mean, I got nothing but positive. And I didn't feel it was somebody making her say things for the press. I really believe from uh, talking to her in New York when I did the video interview with her and this uh, and the advocate interview, that she that's how she feels, you know? Wow. So something I want to know is that Way back in November, we were hearing rumors that the two were actually going to get paired, and of course, Guiding Light, the spokespeople there sort of, I guess they sort of shooted it away, and they were kind of saying, oh, no, 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 they're just going to be really good friends. So all of a sudden, as 2009 progressed, it was as if the storyline had changed, and also the words of the spokesperson of Guiding Light had changed. So what do you think changed the minds of the, the powers to be at Guiding Light? Well, when you say how how what they've said that's changed, you know, it's very interesting. They don't want to label the couple. I mean, I have spoken to the powers that be. They don't want to label the couple. I do think they're being very, very careful. As, you know, I'm going back to the nuke coupling, too. I mean, everything has to be from – you can't alienate your audience. You have to get them on the journey. You have to get them to root for the characters. And you can't shove sometimes a same-sex couple down a, a middle America mainstream mentality sometimes. What's interesting is that with both of these couples that um, gay romances, if we, if we say that term for them, um, you notice that the most popular couples, if you look at like polls and articles and websites, are Luke and Noah and Natalia. Yes. Wow. You know, yeah. it's not always like, oh, and I'm not saying people don't love Carly and Jax. I'm just picking that out of my head right now. You know, <laughs> it's always not like Carly and Jax. It's more like, you know, um, Otalia. 
you know, it's oh, yeah. you know, it's like, no, I want to see, you know, that's their favorite couple. Um, Reese and Bianca. Reese and Bianca, which I think that was a debacle a little bit there. Um, <laughs> I think that was good in the beginning, but it got messed up along the way. Yeah, and, and when I, yeah, it's a very good point. It did get messed I, I, I think it got messed up along the way. Um, but I did, I don't know if you read my Julie Hannon Carruthers interview for theadvocate.com called Here Comes the Brides right before the wedding of um, Reese and Bianca. And, you know, that interview took a lot of heat from the fans because they felt like she was saying that, you know, the presentation of what was playing on air and what she was saying they were trying to portray, it didn't resonate to the fans. They felt what do you mean this is they're going to end up together and what do you mean this is a journey and this wouldn't go on. But, you know, there is a happy ending coming. There is a happy ending coming for Reese and Bianca. So I can tell you And another thing, too, with the Otalia relationship, um, besides the fact that it was, I have to say, it's in Entertainment Weekly, folks. This couple made Entertainment Weekly. Come on. Another thing about this relationship is that they took the time to build this. They're taking the time to build this up. They're not jumping into this right off the bat and just showcasing it and sensationalizing it. They're taking the steps to build this relationship. And that's well, and I why think that's, I think. Yeah, I think that's why it's really good. I mean, you almost agonize with these two women. They have these feelings. They don't know how to quite express it. There's something going on. And you're kind of watching the performances and watching all the nuances of it, which I really like. I like yeah. it. I mean, it's not like... I don't care if they kiss tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like that's not what I, my head's at with it. You know, but they will kiss. I did. I, they did <laughs> tell me they will be kissing. There will be kissing down the road. It's too funny. Okay. It, it really does seem like every. I don't want to say every year, or if, it, if people, if the writers are trying to maybe do stunts with with gay romances, but what other shows do you think could possibly have a popular gay? couple if not if they haven't already like started to hint at things so you're asking me which show could handle having a gay couple which, like, yes exactly which show do you think can handle it oh man that's a tough one um <laughs> we hit the hard hit we totally tried that is a tough hard one question you know i i i guess i would say one life because they have done it in weird you know in other ways i mean they've had gay characters they haven't had a gay romance that's kind of um, taken us by storm, but they've had gay characters. And I would think that, you know, of the ABC shows, I think uh, that would be one that would do it. I don't see it happening on Young and the Restless, and I don't see it happening on Bold and the Beautiful. Really? Because I kind of think Bold and Beautiful can handle this more so than... I think Bold and Beautiful would handle it as long as it's not a sensationalized, you know, I just didn't want to be like, oh, the weird, you know, the throw-in short-term character, because they do change course very often if you're not a main... Like, if they could find a gay forester out of somewhere, that would be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's locked... You know, that would work. Like, a, a family member who's locked into the core families. It's Possibly always... Felicia. I don't know. Maybe Felicia. That would, that would be because she seems like the rebel of the family, whereas you know Eric and Stephanie couldn't. I don't think so. I don't think that the the Forrester matriarchs could probably handle that. And she's such a rebel, so that would be my bet on being the. Yeah, that, that's not bad. 
That's not bad. I, but I'm saying, like, with anything, the trick to these things always is you've got to make it, – it's always difficult, as Julie Hanning Carruthers did mention in this interview with The Advocate – dot com is that you know if they're if you just throw in a character out of nowhere with no ties to anybody it's difficult i mean that was part of the issue with reese um you know so if you just you know you almost like you want someone in the family that you know to go you know what i'm gay <laughs> you know so there's some some lock-in with with extended families and people you'll care about instead of just somebody who walks in out of nowhere right or yeah. who's this long-lost sibling who happens to be that way i don't know I'm not. I'm not writing the shows. <laughs> <laughs> we all wish that the fans were writing the shows because. So I, I know I do. Some people, they always. We we always have the callers and they come in with the, the, the greatest ideas. So, I don't know. No, they, they have wonderful play. ideas. I mean, on the message boards on MichaelFairmanSoaps.com, it's been such interesting. I mean, we've had the thick fans and the chic fans. And everyone's got a, a valid point. I mean, these people have valid points, and they defend their characters, and they have valid points. And people have, you know, you you hope that the fans can somehow change the course of storylines. Um, sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, sometimes they're mapped out, and they're not going to change them. And sometimes I believe this is, but I do still believe this is the only medium that they really can dictate a, a, a change, a, somehow a change. Mm-hmm. If they really don't like something and it's really bad and it's really not working, someone at some point is going to get a clue. It may take a long time, a longer time than everybody wants, to, <laughs> but it, they may get a clue. Right, exactly. So now, are there's they, a lot, there are a lot of people in the chat room that are awaiting to talk to you. Well, let's and get one to of the, One of the topics they want to talk about is, and this is going to uh, scar me for life, but I, I, I have a feeling that I know what they're going to talk about, and when we talk about it, it's about General Hospital. Okay. And and I am sure that you are aware that there is a, what we call a General Hospital bloodbath going on behind the scenes. A presumed bloodbath, we're saying, right? Well, bloodbath is in now they're trying to diminish uh, their cast. Right. Behind the scenes, you know, as far as Greg Vaughn, the Rebecca Herbst, and Megan Ward goes, yeah, it's not looking pretty from what I'm hearing. And well, I know I, there's some. I, and I also think part of the issue with General Hospital is, you know, they've gotten into, for me, it's hard to watch an episode of General Hospital a lot of the times because I feel we're seeing the same people retread, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like, there's part of me, I want to see new life. Part of me, I need to see new characters and new configurations because it's gonna it got predictable. Um, I don't really want really to see Rebecca Herbst go. I like her. I do too. You Same know? here. And I, I hate the, the fact that I like. hate the fact that the quote came out saying that Brian Franz doesn't think she's pretty enough. She's she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. And uh, listen, I've been with Rebecca Herbst in on many a red carpet. I, I've hung out with Rebecca. I mean, this girl is gorgeous i mean she's a really a natural beauty she's beautiful so i don't i don't even understand where that how that comment <laughs> i mean does yeah. anybody remember rebecca hurst on the nickelodeon show space cases come on right there that she reeled me in from right there what was it called it was called Space Cases. It was sort of like Nickelodeon's <laughs> version of star trek you guys remember this? i did i, I did watch her on that, that. I did watch her on that, sure, and when you know what? she won That's her... You something I have uh, to YouTube. I'll have to put a space case. 
I did watch her on that, and when she won her first Hope Digest Award, she did give credit to uh, to that show and Saban Entertainment. So, yes, I do know what you're talking about, absolutely. Um, <laughs> let's start bringing on these callers because, you know, they're they're anxious. They're punchy, right. and I love, I love that. So let's bring on our first one, um, 804 area code. I know you're nervous to talk to Michael. Don't be. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Where are you? Good. Um, I had a question. Um, okay, I'm missing Kate on General Hospital, and right. I was wondering if there's any suggestions that you can give us to, like, write or call in, but every time we do that, it doesn't make a difference. So do you feel, let me ask you this, do you feel that the fans and, and you, so you've been doing that and you feel they're not res- responsive, is that correct? You've been doing yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, been doing it for months. For months. So you're writing letters or you're emailing or what do you? Everything. Everything. Voting, calling. And when you're making these letters and stuff, are you basically saying them in kind of like a, 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 a but you're writing it in a nice way, right? Like you really Nicest way possible. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, you know, here's the problem, you, and I think you knew, I think, did I speak with you last time or on another show maybe? You know, I had lunch with Megan Ward, and we talked, and there was an interview on my website with Megan, and we both looked at each other like, you know, we were very, I mean, she's very aware. It's like, why why are they not using her? And she's caught in such a situation because you've got Laura Wright and you've got Sarah Brown, and yeah. it just seems that... <laughs> If there wasn't, if if Sarah Brown perhaps wasn't back, and Laura wasn't so popular, to in in their minds, and that maybe she'd have a shot. I don't know. I don't feel really good. I love Megan. I think she's terrific. I loved Sunny, and Kate. Um, I, but I don't know where this is going to go. I I I just don't feel like you can see that they're not using her properly, right? Mhm. You know. But I would still continue. I mean, I I wouldn't give up. I mean, I wouldn't give up. But she's getting less and less airtime, and then they slip her some good shows here and there. Um. But obviously, the secret that the the secret with Carly is major, right? That she's got the, you know, that she's got the proof on Carl. It's a Carly. I mean, Claudia. Claudia. Yeah. But do you think that um, since she's getting less airtime, do you think she, there's a rumor that she might be picked to leave? Uh, I think it's possible. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, I would hate to see it happen. But I think that you know, you you, what is her story on that show? Right, like they're not utilizing her. It's like nothing except for Kate getting revenge. Right, and and again, when I spoke with with her, with Megan, we were concerned that she was being made out to be the villain. Kate was never brought on to be a villain. That's you know, correct. Th- we don't want her to be vilified, and that was the thing. It's like now that you know that makes Kate look like she's the bad one. Kate's not the bad one, you know. So I I think it's going to be tough. I think you got to hang in there and see. I would still write. Um, but they do have to make some cast cuts over there. Let's just hope. You know, I, I don't want to give you false hope, but I, it's not over till it's over, right? Yeah. 
Okay. I'll keep on calling, writing, and everything. I would do it. I would do it till you see on my website or or, or on the internet or somewhere that it's over. <laughs> no. You're gonna make me cry. No, it'll be alright. Hopefully, no. We don't want to make you... seriously. The soaps yeah. want to make you cry, but only whenever you watch it for those heartfelt scenes, not because of the bad behind-the-scenes stuff. So right. That's right. It doesn't mean it's over. I'm just saying, keep writing. Do like the writers actually read the letters, or? Well, they've got somebody in their offices. Let me tell you this: that is is keeping an eye on the pulse on what the fans are saying. Okay, there is somebody. There are writers' assistants. There are people in production offices. Someone is monitoring it, and I know they do. For instance, because when I let's say I put something up um, on my website, I, I, you know, I know that the certain offices know that it's there. <laughs> I mean, they're they're checking out what's on there about their shows. Like, do you think if Megan gets more of the letters, that she'll actually get a storyline, or that's impossible? It is possible. It is possible. I just don't it know if possible. it will happen, only because of the way they're boxing it in right now with that there's Sarah Brown and Laura Wright. Mm. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling 804. It was awesome talking to you. All right. Bye. Bye. Got to be optimistic. Always yeah. positive thoughts. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yes. No, I want to clarify. I'm not saying this is bad news. I'm saying, I, I'm just saying we all know that she hasn't been on air that much. Yes. But that doesn't and mean, it's, maybe we're, hey, maybe we're all, maybe she's got something big coming up. Exactly. You never know. You know, the writers will go in what direction they want to go in. I'm not trying to make anyone know. cry. <laughs> you never know. That's all I'll say. You never know. Um, let's, let's, let's keep on going. Let's keep on going with the area code 573. Hello. How are Hi. you? Hi, my name is Cindy, and you're probably going to get tired of hearing the same things. Yes, the GH bloodbath and Megan Ward. I just don't understand what is the big hoopla with Sarah J. Brown and Claudia, because everywhere I go, people hate that, but they love Sonny and Kate, and they love the Kate Howard character. So I don't understand why the audience is not being listened to, and the uh, people send in, you know, the phone calls, you can't I think it's so, more or less the fact that, you know, they want to try to rebuild the Sonny and Carly version one on General Hospital. Now exactly. But nobody wants that. But nobody right, wants right, right, that. Right. <laughs> and that's a really good point that he, that Novelle makes that is true. I think they're like, well, we've got Sarah Brown, three-time Emmy winner. There was this magic with Maurice before. When she first came back on the show with Claudia, they teased her that at the beginning when they slept together. Then they became enemies. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you all remember, there was a, a good time there that Sarah didn't really have much of a story either. Sarah Brown oh, was she was on every day, right? though. <laughs> no, no, she no, no, never had a story. She but she really didn't have anything to play. She didn't have anything to play. She didn't have anything to play. So, hear me out. So, here's the deal. So she gets she there was this whole conversation remember going on that we all know that she was in contract negotiations and she signed on for another year. Well, she signed on for another year because there was going to be a major story. I don't think she was signing on just to be floating in oh, the back. Yeah, I I kind of gathered she made it a demand that she worked only with Maurice and who cares? I don't think she made it a demand. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think she made a demand to work with Maurice. I think the thing was to have an umbrella story 
that was pivotal that she was involved in. Because uh-huh. I mean, in, in that respect, it was kind of odd that you had three-time Emmy winner Sarah Brown. You went to the to the extent of bringing her back as an as another character when the original, you know, she's not playing Carly. So you've got right. her there. She's not being used. So they had to give her a story. Unfortunately, and this is the problem with a big cast, it makes it look to all of the viewers that Kate is a casualty of that, and that's what people are seeing. Is she a casualty of the fact that they're pushing? You know, Sonny. Oh, she definitely is. Well, I'm, in other words, they're, no, 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 in other words, saying, they're looking at her as Kate being expendable. Well, you know what? Maybe we're all wrong. Okay, let's just say that. Maybe we're all wrong, and Kate's going to save the day, and he'll go back with Kate. Uh, you know? <laughs> I have some land to sell you, too, because, boy, it just doesn't look that way. <laughs> what doesn't work that way? It, well, just everything looks like Megan is on the way out. I, it's know. Just, I know, I know it's terrible. Frustrating. I know it's terrible. And I think it's so great and such a tribute to Megan that she has so many fans. I mean, I've talked to many of them. I've I've written, talked, emails with them. Uh, I, their voices are heard by all of us. I mean, all of us that are reporting on this, we know. You know and but nobody else listens, evidently. <laughs> 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 they, they chart story. You know, they, they a lot of these shows chart story well, way ahead of time. And then a lot of times along the way, they're like, oh, you know what, this isn't working. we got to do this, da, da, da. You know, things change some course. Um, Megan, this is this comes up every, doesn't this come up all the time, Nivelle? I mean, I always have, it's been like this for months for Megan. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. Well, that's what it seems like. The last six months, the ratings keep going further down. They were... You know, they weren't the greatest, but uh, every time I looked at it and there was a popular skate story, something going on, the ratings were much higher. But since they shot Kate and we did this wonderful marriage of convenience, the ratings just go lower and lower. And I well, well, let's just be honest. Poor Kate gets shot, should have been shot twice, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, uh, Cindy, Cindy, I do have to ask you something. If you're yes. saying, hopefully, hopefully this doesn't happen, but if... Um, if Megan was to leave General Hospital and, per se, go to, I don't know, a CBS soap opera, do you think that a lot of the fans would follow her? I think every Megan fan definitely would follow her because she's the type of actress that I think would excel on a CBS um, soap, especially if it's character-written because of the type of actor she is. She's not an over-the-top type actor that uh, just, uh, you know, you know, it's really it's funny. good performances. She just really makes you um, get into her character with what her emotions and her expressions and and just how she is. It was funny that you know you, you know I, I have to say and I, I've told this on many chats and things also that when Connie Falconeri from Bensonhurst first came on, I was I kept laughing at that. I was like, what the hell is this? A Connie Falconeri from Bensonhurst? She would they would always say she's Connie Falconeri, and I thought this is I didn't like her. And then I watched her and I went, I really like her. So she grew mm-hmm. on me and won me over. You know what I mean? And so many times when a new actor comes on a show, I'm sure I, – I, there. I remember somebody once told me when Crystal Chappelle was on Days of Our Lives, they were like, who is this woman playing Carly? You know, and then, what, a year later we were all in love with her. You know, so it's it's really amazing what time can do, you know, if given the opportunity. You know, so. And then a year later, she had amnesia, and she left the show. So what the heck? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for your call. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, Cindy. Take care. Bye-bye.
All right, next up is, uh, hopefully I got the name right, Shakira, you're on the line. Hello. How are you? Fine, how are you? Um, I heard your interview with Megan, and it was awesome. I just want to say funny oh, and fabulous and everything an interview should be. Thank you so much. She She's a great interview. And I love your kind words about her, too. I really, really appreciate it. Of course. And, yes, we'd all go to CBS. We'd go anywhere. People really underestimate those big nights. Really good. Well, let's let's just, you know, look, Megan's going to land on her feet no matter what happens, okay? Like, mm-hmm. she's very good. And she, and she had a, she did some great work as Kate. Um, we haven't seen her get to do much recently, but, you know, uh, she'll be all right. She'll be all right. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Bob Duda. <laughs> Um, (laughs) 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 Sorry, Um, but Is that D-U-Z-A? Okay, yeah Yes, okay um, Now that not just a few, but it seems like all fan bases Are in an uproar about storyline direction There's lack of continuity Has been a problem for a long time Um, How long have you been watching General Hospital beer? (laughs) (laughs) To realize this (laughs) And, um, And there's no romance I don't know of any couples on right now, and the ratings and backburner settings of popular characters. Um, what do you think is the future direction with him at the realm? I don't know. You know, um, that's a very good question. I keep hope. It's a really good question. You know, we've got the new. You all, of course, many of you heard today that they've recast Michael Corinthos, and yes. he will be coming in for May sweeps a little bit earlier in April, and then we'll probably see him in May sweeps. We still have the Dante thing going on, obviously. Um, I think there's some repositioning and putting in some new blood. Um, there's the Ethan character. I think they've got to, got to shake the show up. I really do. Because as I said earlier in the show, I have a hard time watching some of it. I mean, there are some. Fa- I mean, look, they've got Maurice, they've got Laura Wright, they've got. They've got some great actors on there. Where's Nancy Lee Grand, by the way? I don't know. Exactly. But now they're going to age Christina to be a really a little nasty girl. So maybe they'll give her story. It's just like it, it lost its. It's lost its path. Um, I think if anything's going to shake up, maybe maybe at some point would they get rid of Guza? You know, I hope so. It 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 might depend on as far as how the ratings look. Um, fan, oh, you know, how much lower can they go? Well, look at okay. Let's let's take this in effect here. All my children was going to be canceled a year ago if they did not shape up the show. And that's when they got rid of Barbara Essington and James Harmon Brown off of that show. And here comes Chuck Pratt coming in, and it saved the day. It's still on the air, obviously. So it must have gotten to a point. Well, the ratings really, aren't. The thing is, the ratings aren't that. I mean, all in all, it's not any better. But no, but it's not like General Hospital's ratings have gone to the bottom either. You know, that's the thing. It, it's it's equating numbers and audience. But look, if you guys are upset, which I justifiably understand, I I still would keep voicing your opinion. I really would. The only other thing you can all do is tune out. I mean, then you know, then you won't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You know. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I think that All if right. the rating, if General Hospital's ratings slip further down to Guiding Light, then you might have something to worry about. If well, that's what I'm saying. Rating, I don't. They're not going to slip. I mean, they're just not going to go. Yeah. That, they're just not. They're the flagship show. 
on ABC. But, you know, I just wrote a blog um, yesterday. I mean, I have to tell you, and I I do not think there's a finer show on television than One Life to Live. I'm sorry. That's the show. That I show agree. is riveting, riveting, moving. I sit there with my mouth open half the time. I, uh, time. I, I, I think it's brilliant. I just I can I can't tell you any show on television that I can sit and watch all the way through every day. That's it. And they're doing a phenomenal job. And I never hear people, other than people in the industry, the journalists, I, the passionate One Life to Live fans, because they've got to be there. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I agree. One Life to Live has definitely. I think if we were um, doing a an award show right now, and there is a category for most improved show that goes on like to live. I think that's the only show that has shown huge, huge improvement. But see, I don't even. I'm not think saying that. I'm not saying that um, it's better than. All right, here's the thing. I love One Life to Live, but I also love Young and the Restless too. Now they did come a long way too once Maria Bell came at the helm. No, no, no. I have to say, no, no, no. This, let me say this. Well, I agree. I mean, my the shows that I think like if you're uh, that are doing, a, I have got One Life Wine and Guiding Light. I think all have been good. And I'm putting Guiding Light in there because of Otalia. <laughs> <laughs> And, I think they're doing, think they're doing very well and, uh, right and, now. And, 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 I have not, I'm telling you, I, the Justin D's performance when Coop died, that whole week was great. That whole week. Like that one week, I loved. So. I think he mailed his sixth Emmy, or seventh Emmy. However, how many does he have? Six. You know, <laughs> I think that's it right there. You know, I think well, he just got his... the Four Musketeers, and I thought that was... Even though it's a little quirky way that Kenny does that whole okay, maybe we'll talk about a plot, but then we won't go, we won't dive into the history for six months for a story plot. I still thought it was a nice way to go back into the history. And I did too. I really liked it. I really liked it. Really nice. mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take this next caller from nine one four. I believe this is Jen. No, my name's no, no, my name's Ida. Hi, Ida. Hi, how are you? How are we you? Spoke last, we spoke last time, Michael, um, well, oh. last month when you did your interview. Oh, great. Um, I just, I, my, my thoughts really are all over the place about uh, General Hospital right now, so I just, I don't want to ramble or anything, but I just, I agree with you on so many aspects, but um, as a fan for over 20 years, the, gen, the, the decline of it is getting like literally out of control. It's a landslide just with no brakes. It's out of control. So what um, happens, let me ask you, when you're watching the show, I mean, let me ask you this, and I, I want to know from your heart, when you're watching the show, right, are you mm-hmm. are you able to, are you watching it every day, or are you just not even, or do you not watch it, or are you? I'll be honest it? with you, I, when I, I was born here, but I was raised in Italy, and I came back when I was about seven years old, and right. when we came back, it was the first program my mother and father ever watched, my mother literally learned English watching General Hospital, oh, so I'm very really wow. deeply tied wow. to the show, kind of, of course, thing, you know, I, of course, of course. So I remember the times when you had the nurses' ball, you had you know uh, the children's stories at Christmas. I remember when women were actual heroes when they ran deception. I mean, there were so many positive things going for the show. Now I don't mind the mob, and I told you this before, but it has yep, to be yep, balanced. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the violence towards women, especially Megan Ward, who I absolutely adore, is insane. I mean, the woman's been shot twice. She's been in a car accident, snake bites. Um, she was shot at her own damn wedding, and you know, so what's the from problem? then, 
Exactly, and then and then they push her back. It, it was Megan's story. It was Kate's story, and you know, and then you had Sunny saying, "I'm doing it for you," and then we understood it was for power. And I love Maurice. I, I followed him from all my children, if you will. But I just think that it's Sunny. Finally, after the, all these years, you know, he had Brenda, but now he had Kate, who gave him back that that wonderful um, light in his eyes, gave him a story, um, showed and helped him with his internal struggles. And yet now you're poor, you know, they're partying him with a woman who is everything that is not positive for a role model for younger generations and younger women watching the show. Uh, you know, uh, you have Claudia who's walked over a, a woman that was shot to death, like shot and left to be bleeding to death. You have her going into the same hospital tormenting the woman who was a victim of a gunshot wound. I, I, I mean, I, I watch, I'm trying to get my goddaughter to watch the show now, and I just can't think of a positive for her to see. I mean, if you're Alexis, if you're Liz, Diane intelligent, classy, um, independent women, you, you just don't seem to have a place under a hospital anymore. Yeah, I mean, those are really valid points. <laughs> They're very valid points. It's very like, valid. you know, it is valid. And for me, like like I said, I, like, you know, if if I watch One Life to Live and then I know mm-hmm. General Hospital's on after it, like I was just saying, I can watch One Life to Live and sit here and just, you know, either cry in my Kleenex, watch the show and be riveted, or moved, or just really getting it, and then General Hospital has been coming on, and I'm like, all right. I, why am I watching this? <laughs> yeah, how much can I take? Oh, no, no, I, no, why am I watching this? Because I get to the point of like, <laughs> all right, so what's going to happen today? And yeah. then I'm kind of like seeing it's like kind of the same thing. It, it is a shame. The actors are really good. There's some great actors on there. And you know They what? have enormous good. talent. That's what I don't understand. And, yeah. and, and like, I'm following Megan, but just even watching, like Megan's, Megan seems on Monday with Maurice spoke volumes. It was a heartfelt conversation. Then yesterday you have a legacy character. You have um, Lucky, you know, the prodigy child of Luke and Laura who's being trashed and, and told if you are a better son, then I would have been a better father. Let I me mean, ask, I, I'm just... Let me ask you something, and I'll, I'll throw this up to all of you. What do you think of uh, Natalia Livingston's Rebecca? What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I... I'm sorry, and I, I, you could tell me that I'm overstepping my bounds. Natalia, first time around, was great because she was a student going to be a doctor. She was going to make something out of her life. Positive thing. Now you're bringing back Natalia as a dark character who's shady and stuff like that. I like her. I think she's a great actress. Right. I just don't understand of having a, a great character like uh, um, Emily Georgie die. And then GH saying, oh, wait, we made a mistake. Let, let's get them back because fans really like them. And then turning the whole personality into making it a, a stupid – not stupid. I, I have to give Rebecca still a chance. But still, I don't see the point of it. I just – it's mind-boggling I totally, to me. I totally yeah. agree with you. I think oh, that I that goes for any soap. That truly yeah. goes – whenever – if you guys know, whenever Y&R killed off um, John, yeah. John Evans brought him back as Alistair, it was like – that was a – a what-the-hell moment are you doing? I think that... Right, um, and it's yeah. like the same thing. But if you want to compare, though... With Frankie, when they killed off Frankie, and Frankie was a popular character, and then they brought her back as Maggie, um, <laughs> just because well, well, they right. loved but, Liz you know, I did talk to Tyler Christopher. I'm sorry. I did talk to Tyler Christopher in an interview for Michael Fairman Phelps. We did talk. And, uh, you know, he was great, and I love Tyler. He's another one. I love seeing Tyler have great emotional stuff to do. You know, he did say that, you know, it's hard for anybody. And I actually was talking with Karen Harris, one of the writers of the show, too, over lunch, talking about that, you know, he he had, he was such a dark character. And then he, they tried to lighten him up with a thing with Nadine. And that kind of, like, to me, 
to me, I, I, I couldn't buy it. So it was hard to watch. So then here she, they're trying to reignite this thing that, that the, they're saying that nobody that um, I can't talk, but Emily and Tyler, that Nicholas were such a, a couple, a star-crossed couple that everyone rooted for that they had to bring her back to somehow get them mm. back. I can understand that, but like bring her back in a positive role model. Bring me back Emily as uh, 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 maybe another doctor, another you know a tech. I hear she's a tech now, so maybe there's a possibility of redemption. But to bring me back Sarah J. Brown, okay, and and because one time many years ago there was some supposed magic and there was lightning and they wanted to struck it twice. She's been on for the past year and a half. To me, I don't, I haven't seen one performance that she has given that has merited her to get a pre M nomination. Laura Wright definitely for the Michael shooting, absolutely hands down needed to be nominated. I think other quality workers should have been Megan Ward. Megan Ward um, supporting Sunny when she uh, when she got shot. I think that when Meg, there was just so many categories that Megan could have fallen as a second pre-M nomination for General Hospital. Well, I, think, I mean, I think you and I will have this. We'll, we'll have to be continued on the next. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll have to. I'm see sorry. Right? No, the, oh, I, I, like I said, I just, I'm just like I said, after 20 years and and coming to this country and and growing up with this show and having a special bond, I'm just really ticked no, at the direction what's going on and then what's going on to people that are very hardworking, dedicated actors like Rick Hurst and Greg Vaughn and Megan Ward. It's, it's an offensive slap, a slap in the face to viewers who've watched General Hospital for many years. Right, and, just, I, and I, think I think that is well said. And again, you know, I think, you know, when I go into meetings and I talk to people and I talk about the genre and I'm talking to marketing people and programming people and people, you know, different levels that you're trying to explain to them what is the core of a soap opera audience. And I try to explain, you know, that a lot of people have such a strong, you know, it's their extended family. It's part mm-hmm. of their lives. It's very important to them. You know, this is something that if, if you're not watching daytime soap operas, you don't, you, they, they don't necessarily understand. So, yeah. you know, these passionate viewers, it's very important to be passionate about your soap. And it's really important. I can understand the frustration for anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. I've watched them since I was nine years old, some of these. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't take it. You know, yeah. I'm throwing things at the TV, but yeah. you know, but I, but I know, I, I, like you, I understand it's a fictional character, and 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 it's great to sell publicity right. and stuff. I just, my thing is this, and, and like I said, General Hospital is my core, you know, and I watch the other ABC soaps, and I, I actually watch them in the rest of them and Bold of the Beautiful. My thing is this: when you have a history of a show that's been on for God knows how long, and that you're rewriting history two weeks ago from two weeks ago, you're destroying characters. You're, you're making way for new characters and taking away from a rich and healthy past. Well, how, do um, really have, <laughs> yeah, how do I really feel? How do I really feel? I'm holding back now at this point. But I think that, you, you know, it's great that men watch the show, but I think the core of soap opera viewers are women. And I, I don't, can't, I, that, that I know of, the women that I know and go to work with in the hospital, I work in a medical profession, I can't see them saying, you know what, I, my, my favorite heroine is a, a skanky, loudmouth, arrogant woman that uh, torturizes and, and torments and victimizes people. I, I would like to say, if my, my goddaughter was eight years old watching now saying, you know what, I want to see her because she's the head of the fashion industry, or I want to watch her because she became a powerful lawyer, or um, you know, she, made a, she became a great nurse and, and she gave to the community in the hospital. These are things that I think are positive and, and inspire kids and, and younger women to watch the show saying, you know what, 
you know, it's fictional, but, you know, it encourages them to say, hey, let me go to a school. Let me, let me do this with my life. Look at the possibilities that are there. You know, when you're having somebody walk over a woman who's bleeding to death on, on a boardwalk or whatever thing oh, and bleeding out. But remember, remember, remember this. When I do mm-hmm. interviews with executive producers or talk to them, remember it is still a soap. They're, they're about tantalizing. T- soaps tantalize. So when mm-hmm. people want stories that they're like, I can't believe she's with this, they're looking at soapy, tantalizing stories. And a lot of times there's got to be these vixens and the bad people and the this. I agree. I love Helena. I, I think right. Helena Cassidy was the greatest. Bring right. her back. She had a point. She was a villain. That's it. She came in. This is what her role was. She was to do this, victimize poor Nick and Em and everybody else in the world. That was great. Bring in Jerry. Jerry did the same thing. He was a terrorist. He was great. I loved him. He was just so mean that you had to hate him. You know, it's, but you loved him at the same time. But don't sell me a character that's come on as a vixen, and then all of a sudden everybody in the blue moon has to be whitewashed to sell, to sell me and redeem this character. I think that's when you're, you know, that you're getting rid of Rick to, Rick to promote... Claudia, and you're getting rid, rid of Lucky to promote uh, Sea Biscuit, Ethan. You know, it's just. You mean my house? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, baby, but you know. No, no, but I appreciate. It. I thank you. Thank you guys for listening. So. Bye. No problem. Thank you. I do. So before you go, real quick, I do agree yeah. with you about um, about the, the target audience being women. But I used to play ice hockey, and not every day, but one time I found out that my whole team full of, you know, masculine guys who totally watch soap operas. So there are tons of guys who watch the soap. No, I appreciate it. I think that's really cool. No, I think that's cool. But I'm just saying, I I know that there's some of you guys watching it. I appreciate the male perspective point of view. But I just like in general aspect of what I'm I'm talking about. But thank you guys for taking the time out to hear me and and hear my point. Sure. No problem. Thank you for calling. Let's segue off the General Hospital boat here. (laughs) We've been talking about General Hospital for hours. I got to get let me tell you that right now. <laughs> we'll get off the boat. <laughs> Steer away from General Hospital. Let's move on into something that um, may not be as passionate as General Hospital. Uh, let's move on into the... I need a Xanax right now to get through this. Because of General <laughs> yeah, I, I, I work in the morning, so I think I'm... <laughs> let's just say that. Okay. And uh, let's steer into let's get into CBS here now. Um, Bold and Beautiful has been making some some news now. Don Diamond's coming on the right. show as Bill Spencer Jr. and we're actually going to get a nice little two day appearance of Joanna Johnson playing Karen Spencer. Right. Uh, I wish that her part was longer. That's um, what I was really exactly. I mean, my thought was, oh, how, my excitement was actually Joanna Johnson coming. I mean, like I thought, oh, this is really good, right? And then it was yes. just, just to set up Don's entrance to the show. Um, and, you know, Don was under a gag order. He knew for a while that this was going to happen, and he wasn't. Brad said, don't talk about it. So it, <laughs> it has been in the works for a while. That's awesome. They had, I mean, I know Windsor and Leslie had mentioned it. When I went on the cruise back in January, they did say they were trying to get him into Bull and Beautiful on the show. I mean, that was like our first hint there, but you you know you didn't hear anything since then, so you know you don't know what's going on under wraps there. But you know they did they did mention it, they did hit it out there that they were trying to get Don Diamond onto B and B. So it's nice that he actually is on the show, and I hopefully they get him in the Brook realm. Only because I'm not a Brooke Ridge fan. Sorry, I'm Taylor Ridge all the way. 
<laughs> you know what? You know what? I yeah. You know, I would like to. Well, maybe it'll be Taylor Bill. There you go. Mm. Okay. But because here's my thing: if they bring if they bring Dawn on B and B, are we going to see less Lionar crossovers? Because I mean, come on, you you have like what Ashley comes back and says, "Bill, you look like my ex husband." <laughs> <laughs> How are they going to play that one off? Right. I don't know how they're going to do that one. But, you know, my hope, my, my hopes and fears on this, my hope is, you know, again, we bring somebody in and, you know, it's very hard on Bold and Beautiful because it's a, it's a half-hour show, it's a small cast, and I write, I cover for Australia, uh, which Bold and Beautiful is the number one show there. What, and, you neighbors? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean the cover of the magazines. Every t- when I write a feature for Bold and Beautiful, all it's always on the cover because you could have Eric Braden of Young and the Restless, but they don't want to know about that. They want to know about uh, Ridge and Brooke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so again, he has to come in into this core group of people. He'll be another male love interest for these women, and I hope yeah. it's something that sticks and not just how you know how they've thrown somebody in there. Like Jack Wagner worked. He's he he's in there. You know, he was brought in. He was part of the family, and he had some ties, and he and it worked. So I'm interested to see how they write this and if it's got some longevity to for Don. Yeah, because Bold and Beautiful definitely lacks in that department as far as continuity goes and everything. But <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully Here's they get him. I totally thought of it too. Um, if and not to fare back to General Hospital, but Megan Moore, and she's like a hot topic of the night. I could totally see her. I could totally see her being a Macy recast. Just even though Macy's in a coma or possibly. You know what? Dead. That is really a good idea. Here's I could see that. I could see that. And if she's going to go to any show, I mean, if we're talking fashion, she can certainly go to Bold and Beautiful to continue. You know, if she's going to do something in fashion again. It's There's so much true. you can do with Macy's character coming out of a coma, dealing with you know, well Sally, I guess they really said Sally did, but you know, dealing with possibly and Bill and also because <laughs> Macy, if you guys do remember Macy and Karen a long time ago was on YouTube had a nice little cat fight over Thorn. Yep. It might it might give uh, Dan McVicker some more airtime because he's definitely underused on that show. That's true. They could take him out of the um, the back burner, so that 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 could work. That's never know concept. Oh, I like that idea. You never know. You know what? If it happens, seriously, if it does, somebody better be paying me something. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I definitely I love to talk about is is the fact that soaps don't appreciate its core audience, and basically the main thing about that is they don't cater a lot to the veteran actors or actresses on the show anymore. And how we mentioned with the Young and the Restless and One Like to Live, now I'm doing that especially. Why is it that no other soaps do that? Why don't they showcase veteran actors or actresses anymore? Why why do well, they feel know, the need to showcase younger younger actors to feel the need to? I mean, I understand that they want to build up the younger audience. They want to get a younger viewership into the show. But why alienate? your older audience as well. It's a really, really subject that I'm, you know, I'm having such a hard time when I was reading all the rumors about the Erica Slave Act. I mean, she's my favorite, all-time favorite actress on soap operas. And if I, I mean, I couldn't imagine them, you know, getting rid of Vicky, uh, 
you know, because they can't come up with story. I know, because I kept waiting, where is her Charlie, the romance with Charlie and Vicky going to heat up again? But they've got all, they, but the show's so great, it's like there's not, not even room for it. Um, <clears throat> I think advertising has a lot to do with it. I think we live in, a, in an age where we cater to younger people in, in the audiences that watch the show. I think that's what people assume, but the joke is that if you go and interview people like I do when I do, if I'm at an event, if I talk to fans when I'm hanging around, if I'm at the set, they want to see these core characters that they love. Even if they're veteran characters, they want to see the older characters. That's who they tune in to watch. They're not all tuning in to watch the 20-year-old characters. So there's a miss, there's a miss uh, information that's not, I don't think, communicated properly to the powers that be on that. Mm. Okay. Very, very okay. But I don't know. I mean, it's just something that I look. I'm 23 years old, and that's what I want to see is veteran actors. You know, and right? And that's what and that's what that's what most people who love soap operas want to see. I would yeah. say they want to see the the core veteran actors who there's so much history and and they make the show. They make the show. They do. Let's take. Uh, I believe I know this one. All right, Jamie, you're on the line. How are you? Ah, cool. Thanks. I'm good. Hi, Michael. It's good Hi. to talk to you again. Thank um, you. Yeah, I got to talk to you last time as well. Um, on this topic, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day um, because I, I know for a lot of us, you know, who have been watching soap since we were like eight years old, five years old with our grandmothers and our moms and everything like that, what, what, what gets us is the story. It's not necessarily just the, the character, just the person. I mean, you know, I'm 33. Or, well, no, I just made myself older. I'm 31. And, you know, I love Bob and, and, and Kim on, you know, on Astral Turns. And uh, Jeannie Cooper is one of my all-time Well, you know what? Jeannie people. Cooper rocks in everybody's mind. You know, she's, yeah. that, she's that actress and character that if you're 10 yeah. or 80, you love. You yeah. know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's she's just you know, and I love uh, every actor who's played Edward Quarterman. Um, you, you know, I love all the older people. I've always loved them. I, I think I believe that if there are stories that are crafted where you've got the, you know, the veterans interacting with the younger ones, especially if you make it a generational thing, everyone would watch. It doesn't matter that you've got, you know, the teeny boppers on and, the, you know, and the grandmas or whatever. People will watch it because the story is what draws them in. Right. And it is all about the good story. And I also think when somebody is a veteran character that you root for, you're invested in, you love, and something happened to them, like they're given a life-threatening illness, there's an emergency yeah. situation, something, their marriage of 40 years is going to break up. That's hard. It, you feel something for them. You know, you right. care because it's like, right. oh, my God, not Kate Chancellor or, oh, my right. God, not Vicky. Or, you know, it's like that resonates with the audience. It's harder, I think, when it's a younger person. like Exactly. Right? Like if it's, you know, and I love, I'm just pulling out of my, you know, like if it's Billy and Young and the Restless, who I love. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, but he's, you know, I love him. I love him. I think he's great. But again, would I be so would I be so gut wrenched if Billy like something happened? No, I think I'd be more no. if it was one of these veteran characters, you know. Right. 
And like um, somebody like Tom in the chat room was just saying, uh, today was a really good example. And as the world turns, we got to see this really awesome scene between Lucinda and Luke. I mean, you, you've got well, those scenes are those those two. I love. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Elizabeth yeah. Hubbard. Elizabeth and, Hubbard and Van Hansen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong there. And, you know, just that scene, <laughs> it just resonates with you. You know, it's like, see, this is what I like to see. I like to see the older, you know, more mature wisdom person getting it to the younger. You know, give it to that next generation. And then Luke went and proved that, boom, I'm Lucinda Walsh's grandson. Which is Let great. me show you what I can do. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what I watch for. I Are watch looking- for things like that. Are you did you watch, I gotta say, did you watch um, yesterday whenever, oh my god, who got, Jade got slapped across the face? Yes, I did. Awesome. I saw that. That was I awesome. Did. I, I really I wish it would have resonated. I, I really yeah. wish they would have written something more, maybe a little more pushing and shouting. I don't know. I'm not like a violent person, but I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. I didn't hear you. Who got slapped? What did you say? I'm sorry. Jade, you got, Jade, slapped Jade, Jade got slapped so by Allison yesterday. Oh, on, right. Uh, oh, I heard. I thought you said okay, Jake okay. got slapped by Allison. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 was your, what, was your, what was your question, Michael? I'm sorry. I was just going back to the Lucinda thing for a minute because yeah. one of the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful moments was, you know, when she found out about Brian and she was, oh, yeah. you know, and then she yeah. was trying to pull it together and then, you know, yeah. Brian admitted he was gay and then she was, just everything she did and then the yeah. aftermath with, with Van Hansen is like, yeah. I could watch that for two hours, you know, mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think well, that, I, and yeah. And, 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 and speaking of Elizabeth Hubbard, they don't use her. And it's a shame. I, I mean, those, like you said, those beautiful moments, like, the whole her and Larry, um, yeah. which, you know, was Larry's best day to me was that last couple of weeks there yeah. when I, I, I thought I loved Larry Law in those last few days. Um, but Liz's work was just, and you're just like, why don't they use this actress? Are you She's, looking forward to Paulo Saganti coming back? Oh, yes. yes. I talked to Paulo yes. last week. Yes. We have an interview coming for you guys. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Good. And I. Oh. So you must go to the website towards the end of next week, MichaelFairmanSoaps.com, and he'll be on Soap Break on XM. I did a, a 20-minute interview with him, and we talked about lots of stuff, but I don't want to give it oh. away. But ah, uh, he didn't well, mention cool. anything about now working with the new Lily at all. Did, yeah. Did yes, he say yes, anything yes, about okay, working okay, with okay. Noel? Okay. Oh wait. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to tell you Come one. On. I'll tell you one thing. Okay, one thing. But I'm not going to tell you the rest, okay? Um, he did. He did say, you know, this, that he adored working with Martha Byrne, and he learned so much from Martha Byrne, and Martha Byrne mm-hmm. really taught him the ropes. But mm-hmm. he, he has really, in the short time, now you know he just started back a month ago, he, right, really, right. he loves working with Noel. He said nothing but great things to say, and I do not think it was somebody holding a gun to his head making him say it. I really do, because Paulo doesn't, he, when he speaks, he speaks broken English sometimes, as a, you know, because he's Italian. His right, right. Great. But what I got out of it was he misses Martha, he loves Martha, but Noel, he thinks, is doing a great job, and he's really enjoying seeing it, and I couldn't get enough out of them. They're not going to tell me everything, but there's stuff to stay tuned for. 
So, oh, right. okay. So that's cool to know. So, but make sure it'll be on the website towards the end of next week. So make sure you check it out because there'll be lots of good stuff in there that um, will kind of tip off what's going on. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank that's you so much. Know. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 All right, let's keep going on here. Yeah, exactly. Let's keep going here with uh, Area Code 617. You're on the line. How are you? Hey, guys. It's Tom. How you doing? Hi. Hey, Hey. Tom. How are you? Okay. Well, I'm sorry Jamie stole one of my lines there, but uh, is that uh, when you're talking about the younger and older characters in that great uh, Luke and Lucinda scene today, uh, I've been watching Van as Luke since uh, for about a year and a half, two years now. And some of his scenes with Elizabeth Hubbard are absolutely the best work that he's ever done. Uh-huh. And the, it's such a great relationship. If you can remember back to the scene where Luke went to Lucinda after, just after she found out he was gay. And uh, he's talking about Lily, who's at that point before she went in the coma. And he's like, is there something wrong with me? And Lucinda is just telling him, no, there's nothing wrong with you. And she's being like the grandmother that every gay guy in the world ever wished that he had when he came out. And it's just such a rich character history that I just can't see why soaps don't play up relationships like that more than they do. You know, I think those are those little little nugget moments that come and go. That They're like, you know, they find an opportunity to work it in and they do. And I, But I think what happens is they get so, and again, I'm, I'm speaking from my vantage point, they get so... They've got to tell the story they're writing, and the story they're writing may be about two characters who are 35 years old, 30 years old. It may be a romance. It may be what, you know, because romance is really the at the center of soap operas. And maybe, you know, when you've got something like a dynamic relationship between a grandmother and a grandson, and, and, she, and she understands, um, you know, because he's gay and she's being understanding about it. I mean, there's little nuggets that are stuck in that we go, oh, what great moments. But they're never necessarily written about a story for them. You know what I mean? Absolutely true. But there's something that they, a real mistake, I think, that As the World Turns made in the last year, and that is in dealing with the uh, Luke and Holden relationship, is that we all know how special that they are the father and son, and we know that Damien is the biological father, but there's no connection there. And then Luke felt totally betrayed when he found out about Holden and Carly. Then he sort of foolishly just accepts it all and forgets all his bitterness about two weeks later. And then Holden has disappeared from Luke's life ever since. There was really, there was none of the support that Holden gave Luke through the paralysis storyline. None of that was there during the election storyline. The guys, the characters barely spoke to each other. Mm -hmm. So if they knew they were going that way, why not have Luke continually turned against Holden and bitter by the betrayal so that if they're going to take John Hensley out of the storyline involving Luke, now there's sort of a reason for it. Instead of us just standing there screaming, saying, Luke is drinking, he's drunk off his ass in the middle of Thanksgiving, and Holden doesn't even notice the guy's swilling beer every time he turns his head. It was an interesting comment you're making. It's very interesting. Like, where was Holden? Right? Like, where was Holden? He, and then when when Luke came back when he came back in recently, Holden just sort of made some comment about Luke as if 
sort of like as if he was saying, yeah, I've been paying attention all along. I just never really cared enough to speak up. And it was such a lousy message to send. It is a lousy message to send. I think it's going to be very interesting with Paolo Saganti coming back as the biological father. And I think that obviously with with Lily and Holden, it's going to reignite a lot of things. Now we'll see, is Luke going to be caught in the middle of all like What's going to happen? And is Holden going to step up? I mean, maybe, you know, I can't speak for why the writers had him backburnered in all of Luke's trials and tribulations. Um, but I I kept waiting for more Luke and Lucinda like you are. So, But that's what's frustrating is that they seem to, this show seems to have lost its long-term planning. Because if they had thought their storylines out, they could have realized that that conflict between Luke and Holden now would completely play into the reintroduction of Damien later. Yeah, and they've lost, and just in the same sense that with this Luke being so upset about the Reg character, who they had on for three episodes over the year, where if they had played that relationship and friendship up, it would have made the subsequent storyline more powerful. You have such valid; those are great points. They're great points. <laughs> you know. So. Well, if if you like my points, can I mention to you something that you'd mentioned earlier when you talked about gay relationships on? on which soaps could carry them off. Yeah. And as somebody who watched Days of Our Lives for about 35 years, is the relationship I would have loved to have seen would have been the gay relationship between Philip and Sean. But only if, <laughs> only if played by uh, J. Kenneth Johnson and uh, Jason Cook. Is that that I kind of thought that too. That's oh, where you were people. <laughs> that one would have sent me I off. I thought that's where you were going with that, yes. <laughs> and and people may complain about Luke and Noah sometimes in terms of the way the storyline. And just think, would Days of Our Lives ever have considered tackling a storyline like that? Uh, would they? Would they? Hey, oh gosh, that's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I I don't know. The reason I say that is, you know, if you look at Days of Our Lives, um, you know, a lot of the things they do are. are I don't know if it's Christianity. You know, they celebrate. It's a very. What do I want to say? A very. Um, it's a show that is. I don't know if it's Christianity, but you know, it's very. Uh, I don't know if Ken Corday would do that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think that they absolutely do that. You get the feeling that the, the characters in Days of Our Lives sort of just automatically assume that every person in the world is a Christian, and they don't seem that's to what even I know <laughs> that other types of people exist. Yeah, that's what I'm, I mean. That's the one show that I get the feeling like there's not diversity in the in the culture in Salem. You know what I mean? Like I don't see that as much. Yeah, they create one black family with uh, Abe and Lexi, right. and sort of separate them onto a separate storyline. But which is a whole the, other thing, a whole other subject about how the islands are. Yeah, but um, both right. of those <laughs> actors are terrific. But the fact that the characters are black are seem to me to be almost incidental. You could recast both of them with white actors tomorrow, and there's no change at all in terms of uh, who the character is as a person. Well, so you got some really good points there. Yeah. So, thank you so much for calling. Okay, and, and if I could just make one quick comment on General Hospital after watching that for 30 years. I gave up on it within the last year because the storylines just spun in circles. I mean, I'm a great Megan Ward fan. I thought they should have put... Kate with Jax, they teased it, but they never went there. And I gave up on the show and watched a random episode about two weeks ago, and 
nothing new of any consequence is happening. They're just spinning in circles and losing long-term fans. So I think that they're in serious trouble over there. And I just find myself that I don't really care anymore. Well, that's probably what a lot of fans are saying. So you're echoing what a lot of people feel. Thank you. Have yeah. a wonderful evening, and thank you for calling. Thank you for calling, Tom. And seriously, you've thank been you. wonderful and, and radio Michael, voice. Thank you. And, Michael, I loved your interview with Van Hansis. It was spectacular. You totally thank get the character and the actor, you. and it was you were, you were a very I, talented interviewer for that th- interview. Thank you totally so much, sure. and I love Van. I adore Van. I think he's Fantastic. so great. The feeling's thank mutual. You. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Take care. Take care. Hey, are we on the air still? We yes. Are. <laughs> that, well, no, I was just wondering, because is the chat room, is it done, or are we, are, are we on? Yes? Yeah, they're still okay. here. <laughs> I was just confused, because I was just confused. Okay, good, all right. I'm yeah. here. We're still on the air, yes, let's keep going, because <laughs> I have, like, five million more people on the line. And <laughs> Take that, Crystal Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> I have Michael Fairman on. Kidding. I'm not stupid. God. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what is so funny about what I just said, you have got I to do. go to his website. <laughs> go to Michael Fairman's website and look at the Crystal Chappelle video. That's all I'm going to say. And you, I just have to tell you, it was the best interview I've ever done. I mean that. She's the best interview, and we had so much fun. And she's so funny. So I love her. Okay. That was, that was comical. Erico 414. <laughs> 414, you're on the line right now. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I, we're having a little party over here, and you haven't joined us on. I was dozing off for a minute because, uh-oh, <laughs> talking so long. But anyway. I do want to talk about Young and the Restless. Yes. Okay. And uh, that I think the writers have been brilliant in starting this uh, Kevin being mm-hmm. kidnapped. Yes. And regressing mm-hmm. re- uh, back to his childhood. Right. And um, I think uh, the actor is doing a great job. And uh, the only question I have is I'm, we're going to watch that play out because it's just so enticing. But uh, they have so many stories, and I watch Young and the Restless all the time. I love it. And the uh, but their story is they never really play out. They have to overlap. Now, is that intentional? Are some of these things intentional when they get a storyline? And even like Kevin's, like, uh, did they write this with a purpose besides someone's brilliant idea that uh, it would be award-winning? Do they? Think about that, the writers, when they're writing. Uh, oh, you mean why they plotted that particular storyline? Well, no, I, I mean, I see how that follows. But right. I'm saying, but do they, do they just take any of the other stories, Catherine's stories or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which is going on forever, of course. But uh, that's my only regret to a lot of these things. They just go on forever. Let's pull the plug, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just wondering if, if the writers intentionally say, let's write the story. It can be award-winning or for the show. You know, writing award, directing award. Things so, like do that. they write shows just to get awards? Yes. Okay. Here, I will say this. Yes, in many ways, yes. For some particular episodes and stories and performances, yes. Um, when you're talking about, for instance, we can look at. I hate to bring up General Hospital again, but the Metro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, met, the Metro. The Metro Court. The Metro Court bombing. 
a disaster of a couple years ago, those two episodes that they knew were high production values and they wrote those shows, so those would be the shows that they would submit for the Emmys. When you look at Christine LeBlanc's performance in What a Wonderful Life, the Christmas episode that was so beautifully done that I'm sure he'll be nominated for in the end that he would submit, that show was written to showcase Christian and give him the opportunity. With Greg Reichardt playing Kevin, this storyline is such a great idea, and it's going to be so tough to watch. And, it's, and, and Greg said that it's going to play out over – it's not going to just end. It's going to play its beats and play out over time. Obviously, the intent of that is they didn't have a storyline for – you know, Jana and Kevin were languishing on the back burner there for a while. Mm-hmm. They didn't have their own yeah. story. Um, I spoke with Emily O'Brien's publicist at one point. When I did my soaps in the city benefit the launch party, and I said, "Is Emily coming?" And she goes, "Well, she's not really, you know, in the in town right now. She's not being on air much. She doesn't have much to do." Like Emily's great, and and Greg is amazing, and they've had no story other than being part of that group looking mm-hmm. for Catherine or, mm-hmm. you know, the coffee shop group or whatever you say. Mm-hmm. What do you want to call it? But yes, I believe that this story was not written for Emmy. Like we're writing a story for for Emmy. I think Greg will have a nomination from it, and no, he's got material from it. But this story is going to be such. You know, she's going to be robbing banks. He did and today. He, he did today, right? I'm sorry. Did he put he the Did he put the thing what? on his head? Yes, he did. Okay, yeah. I didn't see today yet. I'm sorry. But you know, but you know, he's he's so good that it's it's almost excruciating to watch. Because he's, because so he's that good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have so. to say, when I heard uh, when I heard they're going to be doing this, giving him Stockholm syndrome and what they're going to be doing with him, I, I mean, and I and knowing how good Greg is and what a tremendous actor, it's like, oh my God, am I going to be able to watch this? But I've got to watch it because it's like you can't. How can you not? Well, the thing is too that how is it all going to play out in the end? I mean, he's going to absolutely be you know not himself. And regressing back, and so he obviously will have to have treatment. I would assume he can't just snap your fingers and say. No, he he said in an interview that I I was reading, and I I've been talking to people at the show. He it's not going to end. It's going to take a while. It's going to have to go through a whole process. Wow. I mean, he's wow. regressed back to his childhood. Right. Right. He is regressed yes. back. Well, it's very clever because they've made that uh, the other actor, what's his name, Clint. Uh, they made him, uh, now he's pretending to be his father because he learned all the information about Kevin's background. So he's playing into that. And, and uh, uh, now uh, with uh, Gloria, uh, he, uh, Kevin's reminiscing about when his father beat his mother, which was Gloria. Well, he's getting, he's gonna, he, it's going to be such a confused, he's going to be all confused. Well, he is. You know. Okay, so so he's, his mind is going already. No, uh, do you do you know about? Uh, I don't know how many people you know, but your know, next week Clint has a heart attack. Oh really? Really? Yes. yes. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I know about this, but uh, go on. <laughs> that leaves Kevin hanging in the wind. Right. I'm not going to say another word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I do have to say for Weiner, I thought that it was so smart. If you guys watched, I think it was on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, that they replayed a rerun from, I don't know what year, I want to guess like 1989. 1989. And, yes, 1989 episode of Clint and Marge. And I thought yeah. it was so smart because remember they brought Clint back. But when they brought Clint back, I said, oh, I remember him now. And plus, how funny is it that, that that actor used to play Mitch Cooper on Dallas? 
Wow. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I have to say, The Young and the Restless does such a tremendous job of they really there is a lot, a lot of thought. There really is. You can see by the stories they launch. I really believe there's a lot of thought over at that show with Marina Bell and, and the team, a lot of thought to these stories and the arc of these stories and, and how it plays into history. I've loved YNR this past year and the year, you know, it's just been great. And I love the whole thing. Also, I love what they're doing with um, Victor Jr. going blind. Yeah, yeah. Well, I that, thought that yeah. was really brilliant. I thought, huh, because Hope yeah, was well, blind. Well, his father's coming yeah, to the rescue. You know, because he, you know, I thought that was a really a good way. Like, we need to, what what story can we come up for him? And then that, right. to me, that was like really good. And well, but let me the, ask you one other yeah. thing before I go. Sure. Um, I has Victor ever married anyone his age? <laughs> No, Victor has to marry he a teen. He must be taking a lot of Viagra. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that you know that he had a vasectomy and then all of a sudden it got oh, reversed. Please. And he's pregnant yeah, what about that? <laughs> <laughs> what about, I think, well, Julia, and, and, I mean, I don't Julia care. Julia's age. I don't care for Ashley. I mean, she's just like so bland. <laughs> now, how do you really? <laughs> this is the first time I've heard someone say, "I don't like Ashley." I don't like Ashley. I don't care for Ashley with Victor. You're a Victor Nikki fan, right, Ben? No, no, it's not even that. It's not even that. I just, I just think, you know, it's, it's just the same story, you know, with Victor. I mean, please. If we want to go back to the 90s, this is what I want to say. Like, remember the fan from the early 90s, let's have Paul go back with Lauren. Let's have Ashley and, and Tracy fight over Brad again, bring him back alive. No, let's have, you know, you might, Nikki. Might well bring back Laura Lee Bell. I mean, come on. Exactly. Oh, that's I right. want to bring back. I'm sorry. I want to bring back the '80s and everyone's big hair. No. <laughs> and the opening. You, you really want to go that? Oh, let's bring back Brenda Dixon as Jill. Okay. <laughs> I remember that. No. Oh man. No. <laughs> okay, I'll let you go, guys. But thank, thank you. you and have a good night. Thank you for calling, Jill. All right, bye. I love Lionel calling. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Big hair. No, I don't want to relive that again forever. No, I don't. I just remember. I, I just remember when they were doing flashbacks, and I don't know, was it with um, um, Beth Maitland and and uh, um, Tracy Bregman and her hair? I just like, oh my god! And even Don Diamond's hair in those flashbacks. Oh my god! Isn't that very awesome? high? <laughs> with a very high yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the only thing I would love to bring back Buzz in the 80s from that show is definitely the opening. You oh, know, right. The good opening. The really good cheesy opening that was just so good that just fit for the show. Yeah. Ah, they kind of tried it in 2000, but no. <laughs> there you go. Erica 405. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> okay. Um, the, the interesting thing... Um, I, w- I used to watch, like, Days whenever I was young. And then it just seems like it went pretty much downhill to me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and pretty much, there's certain storylines that were on, like, As the World Turns, that I don't see the point. It, the ratings, whenever they started the, the Liberty and Parker storyline, the ratings <laughs> totally kind of sunk with the. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I unfortunately I voted Liberty and Parker my worst couple of 2008. I never even understood. I, I just it was like, why are we? What is the appeal of this couple anyway? Yeah. I mean, you know, they they got the nickname Pukity, obviously. 
<laughs> yeah. They I mean, do? Yeah, they do. I mean, I see it all yeah. the time on boards that they're called puberty, and obviously no one likes them. So what's the appeal of this couple? I, mean, I feel the same way about um, about Brad and... Uh, sorry, not Brad and Katie. I was Brad and Katie. I, I feel the same way about uh, Paul and Meg, and it's just like... They, they, they oh just my god! Oh 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 my god! Uh, someone from Tom's past that wants to get him disbarred or something like that. Right. And remember when Ellen Dolan had like lots to do? <laughs> <laughs> See, well, I have to say that because I actually love Ellen Dolan, and I I remember the rapes. Like so many great things. And again, yes, there's another veteran actress who's languishing, and you know they give her something for a little bit, and you go, oh, I think they're going to give Margot something, and then it's like, no, they're not. No, they're just going to have Margot say that Paul can Paul go jail. I was surprised they even mentioned the fact back in 2002 um, that, you know, she had to go back into the hospital, and her and Katie had to, you know, they were in the hospital, and they revisited the rape that was from 10 years earlier than that. I was surprised they even did that. Even had flashbacks for it. I could not believe they were even Mm -hmm. able to delve that far back into history on that show. Mm -hmm. Even then. That that was scary. And, you know, I I agree with the caller. I think Tom and Margaret should have something. I I think that the Hughes family as a whole should have something. Yeah. It it started with the Hughes when the show first came on the air. It was the Hughes. Why is it the Hughes family on the forefront? They, They should have something, if anything. Because it's all about Allison. <laughs> is Maddie even still on the show? I don't even. <laughs> they brought her back, but I don't know. Is she still in Oakland? Oakland, I have Oakville. Oakwood. 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 Okay. No, I said Oakland, which they actually did come to in 2002 when they visited the Pitt campus. But yeah, that's that's another team story. Are line. you in They're Pittsburgh? There. I am in Pittsburgh. Yes. Oh, how is Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's awesome. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm actually them. leaving it. Leaving it to go to the Big Apple soon, but yeah, totally love it here. Yeah. Thank you so much for your call. Um, okay. Take care. Welcome. <laughs> uh, we'll see you later. Thank you. I love the energy tonight. There's so much energy. It is so cool. I love that we get to do, you know, soap shows like this and just have the, the passionate soap fans. That's what we've. That's that's what we've been hearing. It's just um, that the, the fans are passionate, and that's whenever you can look at the ratings. And say, like, oh, they look so dismal, and oh, our shows are doing so bad. But then you can listen to shows like this and hear how uplifting and how either with positive comments or, or negative comments or why they love their show, why they hate their show, the soap fan is still out there. That's out right. So many years. Here's a question I want to put. I mean, anybody can answer it if not to just one direct person. But for you who are listening, and of course, Michael and Matt on the phone. For you guys, your favorite show that you do watch, what is it that you would like them to do on your show that that obviously is not being done in order for it to be improved better? You know, I mean, One Life to Live and Y&R, they're doing the steps already, but it, it's like, don't, don't they need more of something? 
in order for it to be I let well, of course, it's not going to be the way it used to be, not even ten years ago, you know, but at least have some sort of something in its story or well, let something. me just ask let me just chime in and ask you this. do you think that ten years ago <clears throat> do you think every soap opera was good ten years ago? Do you think every show was that good ten years ago? Well, if you think about it now, ten years ago was sort of whenever things started like turning i I think it's the two thousand because everybody. I remember I saw on it might have been a soap opera guide or digest or you know some one of those magazines it had teams how the focuses were on team storylines and that's whenever the vets started to get pushed aside was whenever the 1999 2000 season hit so maybe ten years ago maybe that's where it started to happen don't know well I have to say like I remember when I was executive producer at Soap City for Sony and my no way I used to love that website. Yeah, well, I created SoapCity.com. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so I created SoapCity.com. It was the first online brand for soaps, right? And Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives um, were owned by Sony, and I created their original websites and navigation. And I remember remember Glow by Jabot? Yes. yes. Okay, so we, were, we, we decided, well, th- they wanted to do a special Glow by Jabot website. Well, wasn't Glow by Jabot all the young people? Right? It was, it was yeah. So even that was back in ninety seven, ninety eight. Like I was there from ninety seven to two thousand one creating the whole Soap City brand and being the editorial director and doing all that stuff. And, you know, that it was noticing that was ten years ago, right? Right? Twelve years uh, ago. So we're noticing it was a push to young, young, young men. You know, it was a definite push. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but I'm saying we had more shows back then. You know, we've lost. We've had a lot of soap opera casualties. That's right. Another World, Sunset Beach, Port Charles. There's three. Loved them all. Yeah. So. Of course, for me, though, no, no, to answer your question for me, two two words can fix my soap. Or not, not even fix it, but just make it better. Lauren Fenmore. Love that character. And I loved it. I loved it whenever we got to see the glimpse of of Lauren, the, the vixen, you know, that Michael didn't marry, bring her back. Maybe she gets hit on the head and all of a sudden she's back to making people's lives a living hell and fighting for what she believes in, like she used to be. That's what I think. Bring back Sheila, bring back Lauren. I don't know. I, I'm sorry, but no. Sheila's what? done with. That's like that's kidding a me? commodity that needs to be. I don't Sheila is like dead in eight faces by now. I mean, no. Seriously, Sheila is like Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th franchise. She will not go away. <laughs> if I were penning it, I would not bring her back at all. There is no way. Not enough money <laughs> in the world. No. Sorry. That's my. That's where I put my foot down. <laughs> Area code 312. You're on the line. How are you? Hey, Nobel and Matthew. What's going on, guys? Tony, oh, my goodness. You? It's our long-lost uh, Chicagoian. I don't, I don't know. Did I just make up that word? <laughs> What's it's going Chicago, on, Tony? It's, it's Chicago one, Novell. I'm doing all right, buddy. Uh, all right. Listen, uh, listen. Uh, you know, the last I know has been shows when you just mentioned One Light Club, and I've been watching the show for like a few weeks, and it's been kind of, you know, up and down, buzzing this and money. But this week, especially with all the stuff been going down with the with the with the accidents that uh, that's now let Matthew oh, paralyzed, yeah. and then mm-hmm. now we find out today she got leukemia. Uh, and, Cole, and Cole eventually, Cole uh, again you know, revealed that uh, he was in the car 
Stone, you know, revealed that he had a drug problem. And, and you should see Hilly B. Smith the other day. Oh, my goodness. She was incredible. And wow. when she found out that Cole was in the car, that Cole was had a drug problem, and Matthew was in the car with him, she went off on him. Nora well, I, I want to tell you tomorrow, go to MichaelThurmanSoaps.com. I have a brand-new interview with Hillary Smith. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you need to go tomorrow uh, and check out my website. I did talk to her in depth about the storyline and uh-huh. everything else. So uh, I think she's amazing, and I think the scenes are amazing, and I'm loving the show, and I love that every minute of every scene the, uh, yesterday, and today it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, and oh, my God. like there's And oh, my God. And oh, my God. And oh, my God. And I can't stand Stacy. And oh, my God. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. Exactly. You know, okay. it was it was that good. Yeah, Jason Stacey. But I would say, but Crystal Hunt is done. I got to say, Crystal Hunt doing great doing that. You know, who could be a character who would be so good at playing a character so evil? I mean, I wrote I in my blog. Crystal go to Hunt the blog I wrote. I love her in this role. I mean, thank the Lord she is on my life to live. I mean, I'm not knocking God in line. I mean, I love Marcy. I love her, Lizzie. But, oh, my God, Crystal, good job getting that role, honey. I love you in this well, part. Well, keep watching this because there are so many things that she's going to do coming up that are so bad. So bad. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, that's going to be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Michael, I got one quick question. I read on some sites and other sites that uh, I hear that uh, possibly Jamie Lillian may be heading to all my children. You know anything about that? Wait, I didn't hear what she said. Can you repeat that? I'm so sorry. I said this rumor. I saw on somebody's uh, Super Bowl, our pal Super Poster, uh, posted something on this blog saying that as an insider and all my children said Jamie Lillian may be heading to that show. You hear anything about that? But I can't hear the name he's saying. I'm sorry. Really? Jamie, 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 Lunar. Jamie Lunar. Jamie Lunar. Jamie Lunar. He used to be on Mellow's Place. And oh, my God. Savannah. 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 Yeah. Well, that's where I remember her is from Just the Ten of Us. But. I remember her from, I remember her from both. I remember, I, yeah, I remember her from Just the Ten of Us and also from uh, that show, Mellow's Place, and Savannah, too. Yeah. It's uh, rumors that she may be coming to play Sky or Leslie Colson. That's what I'm hearing. Do you yeah, hear anything about that? There are rumors about it. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. So basically, oh, saying yeah. that with a, with a huge grain of salt, basically, that's what you're saying, right? I'm saying, wait a minute on the that. rumor. Yeah, I'm I saying, wait. I'm saying Sky, no doubt, only because she looked like Robin Christopher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some aspects, I can definitely see her playing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if she does come, that will probably be. Probably she'll probably do that, you know. But like you said, but I'm like you saying, but I'm gonna say what you just said. Yeah, just take about a huge rate of salt and just wait. I would. It's true enough. <laughs> I would. Thank you so much for your call. It was great to talk to you. Hey, no problem, guys. Take care. Bye bye. Awesome, awesome guy. Let's take this. Uh, let's take this next one. Five. There's still. I, I can't believe there's five seven one. You're on the air, but I can't believe they're still calling. They're still calling. It's awesome. Hello, 571, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? Good, how Hi, are you? how are you? Good. Um, Michael's actually wondering what are your thoughts on Rachel Mevin leaving Dave? Uh, I, first of all, I want to just tell you that I love Rachel Melvin uh, personally, and I think she's a great actress, and I think she did a tremendous job in Days of Our Lives. And uh, I think that she actually really... I think there, it was time for her to move on. I think she wanted to do other things. And I think you can kind of see the course that 
of how the show was going, and I think maybe she felt a little unsteady about what was going on at the time, but I think she it was really her time to go. I think she wanted to leave. Are you intimating that possibly she was pushed out? Oh, no. I'll just no. Your thoughts no, no, no. I believe she wanted to go. I believe she wanted to leave. I think she's a talented actress. She's a young girl. I mean, she's a young woman. She's got a, a whole career ahead of her. And I really think she wanted to do go try other things. Um, you know, I've hung out with her. I've done many interviews with her. I've talked to her. I, I think she's so funny and vibrant. And I think she could be very successful. So I say good for her. I it's our loss, it. though. It's our loss, you know? It yeah. really is. Yeah. I'm a big fan, too. So. I'm a very big fan of hers. Well, since I, since we got you on the line right now, as far as uh, the Dave conversation goes, let's let's segue into that for just a second. You know, we, we dealt with the whole backstage drama that's been on Dave's for, like, a year and a half now, starting from last year all the way up until now. You know, now with the recent ones in regards to Dee and Drake being gone, and Taylor Penglis, Leanne Hunley, um, Mary Beth Evans, and Stephen Nichols, and now, of course, Rachel Melvin leaving the show on her own accord. Um, I am very, very, very surprised that the ratings is still high up there. I mean, it was at number three last week, if I'm not mistaken. And everybody made this big, huge hoopla of the fact that they're not going to watch now because... Dean and Drake are now gone. KO's now gone. Lee and they're they're going to stop watching the show, but they haven't stopped watching. <laughs> Does that absolutely mean that the show can actually move on without Dean and Drake on the show? I mean, do you really think that it can survive without those two being on the show? In your own impromptu opinion. This is for anybody, by the way. Oh, are you asking me? Oh, okay, I know who you're asking uh, yes, I think the show can survive without Deidre and Drake. And yes, I think the show is being tailored around, you know, EJ and Nicole and Sammy and Rafe and this age, you know, this group and Bo and Hope will be there. And I think they had to do what they had to do for, for obviously, to stay on the air. It was a difficult, I mean, I remember talking to many of the actors through that whole, that whole tenuous time when nobody knew whether the show was being renewed. It was awful because nobody knew what the hell was going on. And I think, as I, I think I've said this in other interviews, you know, there's certain markers they have to meet through 2010 to be able to get renewed even again. And even before all of this came down, you have to remember, if you go to MichaelThermanSoaps.com, you go into the media gallery and you look at interviews I did with um, Stephen Nichols and Mary Beth Evans and Teo and uh, Leanne, you know, they had no story. I mean, they, they didn't even, I mean, it, it's, it's one thing, uh, first of all, I think it's horrible that they're, they're all gone. Don't get me wrong. I think it's terrible. I mean, it's not, you know, that's our days of our lives. It's not there. Uh, but they right. weren't using these people. There was no story for them. It's not like I was going, oh, my God, this is a great story for Patch and Kayla, and I can't wait every day to see it. They're, right. They weren't even being, my point is they weren't even being written for. Where were the stories for these couples? Where were the stories? I mean, I didn't even like, I did not like the last story of Deidre. I, I did not like the last John Black Deidre thing. I mean, after a while, it was getting uh, uh, ridiculous. I mean, I where were the stories for these great couples? Um, those storylines just didn't click for me. And then they were languishing on the back burner. And then you've got you've to gotta realize you're, 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 you're faced with tough decisions. How do I keep my show on the air? Uh, I've got to cut my licensing fees. I've got to bring down the budget. And it, it, it just got messed up. You know, there was a lot of contributing factors to it. I'm not saying, I'm, I mean, 
I miss Do my name. That they should not have made the mistake of bringing back the character of John and Drake when they killed him off last year. They should have just left. I him have a problem. Okay, I. I really am, you know, I'm very friendly with Drake Hogeston. And Drake Hogeston, um, you know, had neck surgery. I had neck surgery. He helped me when I had my surgery, talked to me about it, going, you know, we're, we're, we talk. We've been friendly over the years. And I hated to see them bringing him on, killing him off, then making him go through it all over again. It was painful. It's like, I, just, I agree. I mean, I don't, I'm not even talking about acting ability, not acting ability. It was just painful to have the emotional roller coaster of a human being being killed off and saying, you're done. <laughs> then you bring him back, and then you're done again. And and Drake's a very passionate guy. He invests a lot into what he does. And, you know, personally, I think the character should have stayed dead when they killed him because I think that was the end of that story. You know, then to bring him back again was like, uh, I don't like a lot of times. What? It was nonsensical yeah. to me, yeah. No, and also, like, when I invest in a character and I see them get killed off, let me have my, my mourning for them. Let them be killed off. Don't bring them back in another way. I, I, I'd rather grieve the loss of the character and, and not have this feeling, are they going to come back again? So all the emotional investment I'm having watching them and getting upset that they're dying, but they're really going to show up in two weeks? I mean, I don't love, that's one part of the storytelling in soaps in general I don't love. You know, it's true. Or did you did you um, have any opinions you want to share? Oh, sorry, what? No, I said, did the caller have any uh, opinions you no, want to share? That's what I thought. I, I I thought maybe they hung up. I don't. Are they still there? Oh, no. <laughs> oh you're yeah, there. I, I, yeah, I, okay. okay. We can hear you. We can hear you. Oh no, I agree. It's sad. It's hard to be a Dave fan right now. I mean. I go to that thing, but um, yeah. Is there anything yeah. <laughs> can I ask? You, is it? Let me ask you this: Is there anybody on? Is there any character or actor on the show that you like to watch, or no? Um, yeah, I'm a big Alison Sweeney fan. Um, I like Sammy and Race a lot, so I'm pretty much just watching for them right now. <laughs> That's really like, good to know. That's really good to know because I mean, it's going to be interesting. How this plays out, it's going to be the Jammy fans against the, you know, the Rafe, whatever we're going to call Rafe and Sammy. What is that? Rammy? <laughs> Rammy. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll work on that. Rammy? <laughs> <laughs> mm. I don't know. Rammy? No. Mm. But caller, thanks so much for uh, for calling into the show. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Take care. All right, 253, area code 253, you're on the line. How are you? How are you? 253, either. Yep, yep. We'll uh, get back Hello. to them. I don't know what's going on with them, but uh, let's take uh, this one from 801. Uh, is this Tanika? Um, Tanika. Tanika. Yeah. Hi. Um, I kind of have a comment on what you said about recasting Sky. Um, I watched All My Children and One Life to Live just for her, and I think it would kind of be re like retarded to recast her because then they would just fail, just like the girl that um, they recasted Greenlee with. So it would just fail, and they would have to cancel the character anyway unless Robin Christopher was coming back. 
Well, uh, see, that's really good to know. I mean, see, that's a real. See, to me, I agree with you. Like, if I'm not going to see Robin Christopher's guy, I really don't want to see somebody. You know, that's kind of well, why. Yeah, exactly. Because Robin Christopher is like the only reason I watched General Hospital in the first place. <laughs> so. You in another world. Got well, that's when they yeah, Lorna. Lorna there. Yeah. She was awesome on AW. Oh, she so was. I loved her. Uh, oh my gosh, she was great. She was great. I mean, everything she's done, she's a great actress. And. She uh, is. You know, but you know what? We it's like uh, so much so that what they 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 pimped Sky out all the different shows. They really did. They well, really and that's did. part of the reason they can't recast her is because she's been on everything, and yeah. so everybody has come to identify her as Sky. So to recast her would be a nightmare. It would be horrible. Well, they did recast her once. Well, they recast her with the Carrie Genzel, and she only lasted like a year, and then. Oh, yeah. Who had to save their butt? Oh, Robin, that's right. And then Robin wasn't the original Sky in the first place. It was the first, like, I don't know what her name was, but she was the first one. And then Robin came, and then Robin left all my children, and then they went and took Sky to One Life to Live, and then Carrie took her place and completely bombed it, and then came Robin. Yeah, I I would have a hard time with it. Well, yeah, I just... I'm a big fan of Robin Christopher, so I'm really protective. Oh you're just making that up. <laughs> like, no, you're I've not. Always, I had always watched General Hospital in the first place because it's like a family thing, but then when she came on in 2001, I was like, oh, yes, finally a character I like. And then when like she started going away, I was like, crap, now I can't watch General Hospital anymore because the show is just horrible. <laughs> and then they got rid of Sky, and then Megan Ward came on, and now she's the only reason I watch, but... I think she's, you know, Robin, again, Robin is another one, you know, her and, and Matt and her children, I think she's really raising her kids right now, you know? Yeah. You know? And um, she had two little kids. Here in, in where I live, I would always bump into her and Matt and her two children at, like, this coffee shop, and we'd sit and talk. And I remember talking to her, and then all of a sudden one day she was gone, and she moved. So, um, uh, wow. you know, I, I do think she's she's trying to deal with a deal. I'm not saying she's being, mother, she's being mothered right now. She's playing mother to her two children in real life. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like it's not it's not possible that she can return to the show. I mean, if well, I'm totally fine with Sky not returning. I mean, I get it, but um, you're they can't. You don't. You don't. You, you're saying if you're, you don't even want. You don't. You want Sky to return if it's not her. No. No, I'm saying I don't want Sky right. to return if it's not Robin. <laughs> got it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely, I, I actually agree with a lot of the points that you said, though. Especially, I mean, I did like. Sabine, it, it, as Greenlee, it, it took a little bit, but I did, I did, but it also had to deal with the writing for me because of how they wrote for her. Um, I really did not see the writing that they did for her as Greenlee Smythe. I think they wrote it as, for me personally, when they wrote Greenlee, when Sabine took the role, they wrote her as this, as this character who was at fault all the time. I mean, I mean, the cause of Spike's accident. I mean, really. And then when Rebecca comes back, I guess right before Sabine left, then they decide to not have it be Greenlee's fault that this is what happened to Spike. 
and it made me feel like they did this because now that Rebecca was returning, they can't have any fault with Greenlee anymore. So I think they kind of did that. And this is how I felt about it. They trashed Greenlee while Sabine was in the part, and then when Rebecca, Rebecca came back into the part, then they made her like sort of like a heroine-esque kind of thing. Only to have her leave. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say that the problem with – I had a real problem with that whole thing. I, As I've said before, I didn't like the commercials with the real Greenlee coming back. I, I thought that, that was, was yeah. I, I really bad, I, odd. Um, and I worked for ABC on air promos, and I've cut and written produced promos. I just didn't like what that was saying. I didn't like the message of that. You know, I, I, again, I felt even with that that you know people know the soap star's name. It's Rebecca Buttock. Say Rebecca Buttock returns. Um, yeah. You don't have to say the real Greenlee. Sabine Singh at the end of her run, I thought gave marvelous performances. At first, I didn't. I thought, what is this woman playing Greenlee? And then by the end, when they gave her major story, and she was more the victim in the whole situation, and you felt bad for her. You know, that was her last. It was, again, how uh, you see with a lot of times, you know the writing's on a wall for a character, an actor that you haven't seen for a while, and they're in almost every episode giving great performances, and they get killed off, or they're leaving the show. Um, so that's kind of what happened with that. And, um, and and unfortunately, Rebecca's last time out on the show, I thought they weren't writing well for her either. Yeah. And it also didn't help either that, you know, she did say she was only going to do it for, like, a year as well. Right, but is that really true? Mm, you never know, though. Yeah, there's, some, there's, some, there's some things going on here. That is true. Yeah. I totally agree with you about the whole, um, the real Greenie premise. I think that, as in, you know, as any actor, that's a huge slap in the face. It, it's really mean. I think it's really mean-spirited. It's kind but, of but like... But to me, it wasn't even the mean... It, it was the thing that... that I guess maybe because I'm such an insider and know it, but again, I talk to all of you who are so passionate, and you know, you're, all of you know your stuff too, which is wonderful, is that when they, I know that that's Rebecca Buttock. I know that that is Ingo Rademacher. I know. So just say, Rebecca Buttock, Rebecca Buttock returns. Returns as Greenlee. I just think, I think that's dumbing down the fans a bit. That's what I didn't like about it. Yeah. It sort of sounds like, you know, that I guess whoever... They preferred Rebecca more than Sabine on the show. It, it sort of sounds like whoever was writing the promo was kind of like, oh, hey, we're going to be smart for once and pretend like we're listening to the viewers and say, like, oh, let's, let's, let's see what the what the viewer thinks. This is what the viewer would say. And, yeah, maybe all the Rebecca fans were saying that, but then it's like whenever it comes out, were you not Backfire, thinking... Though. There was a lot of backlash from that. Exactly. Were you not out. thinking, like, what about all the Sabine fans who are kind of like, this is a slap in the face? Right. You've got to think about it. I don't know. Right. I agree. Kind That's of. Right. All right. 319. You're on the line. How are you? I'm good. Um, good. I just Hi. wanted I wanted to call. Um, I know you've heard a lot of people calling in about this tonight, but I was just um, wanting to call to see when you might have Megan Ward on next on your show. Or interview her again? Are you talking about Michael Fairman or Buzzworthy? Either one of you. <laughs> Either one of us. That's right. <laughs> I didn't know whose show. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not I, I think it was we're a general picky. question. General yeah, we're question. Not. <laughs> Since you haven't heard enough from us tonight, you know. Since I, I haven't heard enough from you tonight, let keep me keep it going. Know. Keep it going. That's keep all I say. I will say this: that I, the way that I. Um, I kind of have a, a schedule of interviews that I do, and and I'm 
have things booked and things kind of have dates when they're going to appear on the website. But obviously, um, it's something that, of course, I would consider in the very near future, you know? Okay, great. Thank you. And and, as and you? this show goes, uh, I know we had a lot of people emailing to have her back again for the second time. And mm-hmm. I did not ignore all of you guys. I have been working on getting her back on the show um, within the next couple of months. Um, as since we are kind of a little bit tight on our end over here, but uh, we we are working on a have her on like, in, in in April. So I'll keep you posted on that with a okay. date. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Bye. We never know. We never know what what happens. We don't that's have funny. For months now, <laughs> you know. That's that's hysterical. Uh, I, I hey. All promotion, good promotion, I think, but hey, you know. <laughs> 804, I believe this is our last caller. 804, you're on the line. How are you? Hi. I was actually the first caller. Yeah, you did oh. want to call back. I remember you, you – did you have something else you wanted to say? <laughs> yeah, I actually had two questions. Um, I was wondering if Michael was going to be at GH Fan Club Weekend this year. Yes. And are you going to go to Megan's event? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, if there is a Megan event. Yes, is Megan having an event? Yeah. And well, I then I'll, of course I'll be there. Of course. Okay, well, and then... Since you asked that, my dear, uh, I'm now going to ask this question to him because I've been pestering him about this all week. Are you <laughs> going next Friday? Oh, I'm not, I am not answering that question on a live broadcast. <laughs> uh, look, I got asked this by someone else, too. Now I'm asking you on air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am I am making my decision within the next 24 hours based on certain things. So it's a to be continued cliffhanger Friday ending is what he's saying. Correct. Everything happens on Fridays, right? So. So you will be telling me tomorrow. I will be <laughs> letting you know tomorrow. Yes. Okay, Wait, what's good. next Friday? Rock the Soap Cruise takes place next Friday. It's part of the Soap Nation tour that uh, SoapNet is doing. Um, this event hosted by Bob Guinea. Uh, I believe if you get in late, you can still get there. If people want to check it out, it's rockthesoap.com. I will be there as well as Joanne from Stardust Radio and a bunch of other soap press um, checking out this event. I've looked over the itinerary. It's going to be a uh, – it's it's jam packed. That's all I'll say. So. Is Megan gonna be on there? No. <laughs> no. Oh, that's why I didn't know. There you go. That's not in it. Brandon. <laughs> before oh, we I'll, go, I'll, before I'll, we go, I do want to tell everybody, and because I, I just wanted to clarify, I've been getting a lot of emails. A couple things, if you wouldn't mind, about. Um, one is the soap break on XM24, the Pink Channel. Um, go if you have satellite radio, make sure to check out XM24. Every day in rotation, there is a couple new soap breaks, and they're interview features with the actors, and they're wrapped around like a really cute wrap, and so you get kind of you get to hear them what they have to say about different things that are going on um, with their characters, with the actors, or you know in major storylines and what's coming up on the shows. And that runs every day of the week. If you don't have satellite radio, we post them on michaelfairmansopes.com a week after they run on air. They run first run on air on the radio network, and then I place them on the website. The other thing I didn't know if people knew is that the TV Soap Australia feature articles that I write, 
in the global section on my website where the interviews are for the stars, there's an area there that says TV soap articles. You can actually click on those articles and see the actual printed articles that run in Australia. And we do, we just did Lauren Coslow, Daniel Goddard, Elizabeth Hendrickson. So I think, because I just want to let people know kind of where things are on the site, because they email me and they don't know where to find them. So I just want to let them know that there are places on the site that you may be missing where there's other articles and interviews with your favorite stars. Very cool. And And aside from what you did mention earlier, in the show, what you do have coming up, what um, what else can you tell us that you have coming up on the website that you can give away? <laughs> uh, well, I will. So as I said, look for tomorrow for Hillary B. Smith, the new interview and audio with that. Um, then next week there is a new interview with Paulo Saganti and someone else um, that from a show called General Hospital <laughs> that we've talked about tonight. That I think people will like to hear. It's not Megan Ward. Oh. It's not Megan Ward. <laughs> you guys are so It's not Megan Ward. I just did an interview with Megan Ward. You know that. Um, well, that was like two months ago. You can have her back again. <laughs> I can, but right now, I've, I've, like I said, I've got all these other ones booked that I've got to do first. Um, I Is it Caroline? Go- no. Oh. <laughs> is it Maurice? I think, no, I I think it's gonna. I think it's is gonna it? be like you have. To, um, is it? <laughs> Just kidding. You're getting closer. Um. All I, uh, I can say is Steve Burton. No, it's not a man. It's not. Is a woman? Mm-hmm. Um. Is it? Laura Wright. Laura Wright. Yes. <gasps> awesome. Awesome. See, we just narrowed it down. That's what you got to do. So I will tell you, you that Laura Wright uh, and Paula Saganti will be. You'll have stuff on the website next week with them. Pretty cool, Michael. I have to say, you know, this is this is really. Um, it was really an honor to talk to you and have you on the show, and finally to meet you. I think it's so cool to, to meet other people within the soap industry. You have to go and check out SON Insider. I don't know if you have already, but it's like the first web show that like actually you know focuses on soap news. Just one oh, really? Of so on you, go check out YouTube. It's all over YouTube. New episode comes out soon, but yeah. And, and I would be honored to have you watch it. Absolutely. SON Insider. Is that your show? It, well, it, yes, in association with another website um, that does that covers soaps, I guess. I'll totally say that. I'm their spokesperson in a way. So, but yeah. It, okay. What's up? Yeah, totally. So... Caller, thank you so much for calling back. Uh, hopefully you got all your answers, and hopefully you listened to the whole show, so thank you for calling in again. All right, thank you. Bye. No problem. Bye. Bye. And, Navelle, what else do you want to say? What, <laughs> is there anything else you need to plug? <laughs> I just want to say, Michael, thank you so much for coming back on the show again. It was great having you on here. As thank you. always, you know, it's great keeping in touch with you and everything about what's going on with uh, everything that, well, we'll that even you again. didn't know about. <laughs> uh, what? The what? I, I said especially about something you didn't even know about. <laughs> like what? What did I know about? Well, until I told you. I don't think I could say it on the air, though. No, don't say it on the air. Don't say I, it I, can't, I don't think I can say this part on the air. No, though, don't say I it. I know what it is, but I'm not going to say it. Okay, let's not. Okay? It has nothing to do with the show. Let's I know what it is. Okay, I get it. I get it. 
has to do. I'll just say it has to deal with a day's interview that you had done. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. I thank you for having me on the show. Everybody, I love to hear everybody's. You know what they have to say, and I think it's great that you guys, you know, follow this and and have a lot of opinions and, and are really passionate about it. I think it's great to be able to touch touch base with people like that because it's really hard because a lot of people, you know, when you, you watch soaps, it's like, I wonder if these people watch soaps too. You know, you, it's hard to find necessarily people that, you know, you know that you can just kind of talk talk the talk with. So it's fun. Absolutely. And and speaking of plug-in, plug your website again. www.michaelfairmansoaps.com. That's michaelfairmansoaps.com. And the real title of it is Michael Fairman On Air on Soaps, but we didn't put On Air on Soaps in the URL because it's way too long. So it's just michaelfairmansoaps.com. And then make sure you go to XM24, the pink channel on your XM radio, XM24. They've actually, the good news, you know, XM24 is a music channel, and they're actually making it more contemporary, more youthful, just like the soaps, right? They're making everything a little more youthful um, on the music on the channel. And it is, the benefactors are the City of Hope. So everything, um, it, we help cancer, female health issues, Breast cancer awareness, a lot of things that are important to women um, are on that channel. So make sure you check it out and go to the website every couple of weeks and you can hear the new soap breaks if you don't have XM Satellite Radio in your car. Okay, definitely. And that's it's a I'm shame doing. they don't stream this online and I can check it out. Right, well, that's the next step. I mean, I think they're working on that aspect of it. Um, but, you know, it was really important to me to really be the first to get on satellite radio for the soaps it needed to be done. And, yeah, I agree. You know, it's got to be done, and we have a second phase of it going on. There's a second phase of the website relaunch coming up. So there's a lot of things coming up to tell everybody to look forward to. And, um, you know, I just want to keep new and innovative ways to promote the genre um, and to celebrate it. So we'll see. Well, we'll see. All, All right. right. And- Thanks so much. Thank I look you. forward to seeing you uh, next week. Yes, in LA. Bye bye. Thank Matthew. Bye bye. All right, Nivelle. Right. What are we on next? <laughs> well, we're not going to be on for a while. <laughs> Let's just say this. Um, Nivelle is going on vacation next week. You deserve uh, it. Go take a vacation. I will be away in California next week, so I won't be doing any shows. But if Matthew has stuff planned while I'm away, he will um, do that. I do. Can I talk about what I've been working on? Yes. Cool. Um, well, we I've been working on two guests. Hopefully they come on maybe next week. I don't know. One is Keisha Cole, R&B superstar, who's just blowing up. I just saw her on The View today, which I thought was really cool. So maybe she can put some new album. And the other one is Holly Madison from Girls Next Door. And Dancing with the Stars. So yes. working on both of them. And I do want to let you know I am working on getting – we are going to have on Nancy O'Dell from Access Hollywood and also on Dancing with the Stars this season. And No, she's not we, anymore. What's that? She's not on the show anymore. Mm. I don't keep up with Dancing with the Stars as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to have on Nancy O'Dell, and we're also going to have on the cast of Fringe on the show um, starting in April once it starts back up again on on April. Oh, my gosh. I lost the date. April 7th, new episodes of Fringe come on Fox. So we're going to start promoting Fringe actors and actresses on our show in conjunction with that. 
So make sure you guys tune into that as well. But for now, I'm going to bid you farewell. When I get back, we'll have some updates on Rock the Soap on this show. And make sure you check out Stardish because they're going to have some updates on that show as well. By the way, did you check out that that Stardish interview? Because I click on my MySpace, I go to my MySpace homepage, and it was promoting Stardish Radio. I was like, wow. I was amazed at how much publicity that show got. I don't know what you're talking about. You With gotta... um, the kids from Twilight. I'm afraid his name is escaping yes, me. I did catch this. That was that was fantastic. I loved that show. Um, if you haven't checked that out, please check out Stardust Radio. Joanne and the other host, the, the other lady, the name escapes me at the moment. I am so sorry. But... <laughs> Um, they did an interview on Monday with Taylor Lautner from Twilight, so make sure you check it out on Stardust Radio on blogtalkradio.com. We're going to bid you farewell. Take care. We'll see you when we get back. Later, guys.